It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, we're about six months out from the next council election in March 2024. In this episode, I discuss the state of play with Walter Williams and Ashley Mack in our regular yarn over the back fence. Also on the show, what Walt's watching, what's missing from Nicholas Street, and we remember Ipswich-born Joy Chambers. It's Wednesday, September 20, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale hasn't affected him very much at all. He was the first <laughs> voice on QFM Quiet Ash in 1990, still a media tart, and he is a small business owner with uh, the great coffee shop at St Andrews. Welcome, Ash. Thank you, my friend. And not so small. I'm still putting on a few pounds. Okay. Well, stop eating your sweet treats at the cafe. Uh, Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 32 years, and you'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads, and was previously heard doing his own show on QFM, 4BH, Star FM, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, Alan, the Tom Gleisner of this group. Another round of discussion for Over the Back Fence, and we're six months away from the March 2024 local government election. Let's ask some tough questions. How would you rate the performance of the mayor and councillors? I I don't have any complaints. All I ever see is uh, a small group of people having a bit of a bitch fest about them not being able to do do anything, right? But I, I I don't see a problem. I haven't seen them do anything really that wrong. Right, that's they're, because they're not doing anything, Walter. That's well, a bit there's harsh. Very little happening. That's, no, that, that's easy to say. But I've I've seen things happen in since they've been in that seem to be okay. We I don't see anything bad happening. I'll say it, I'll say it that way. Oh, yeah. look, everyone's on their best behaviour at the moment. I mean, apparently protocol in the building is that councillors, and the mayor included, can't even be on certain levels of the Ipswich City Council building because that's the rules and regs these days. Things have certainly toughened up in the last few Mm. years, and that is, you know, with with councillors not able to talk to Every member of staff, it has to go through the chain of command. Previously, there was probably too much micromanaging by councillors, if I can use that term Mm -hmm. loosely. And uh, now it's uh, there there is definitely a a way to do things. That's a good that's a good thing, though, isn't it? Well, the elected representatives are to to make the policy and and the administration carry out the policy. Yeah. 
And, okay. and it's not just pe- peculiar to our council, it's happening statewide. Yes. Yeah, well, that's probably checks and balances work. Mm, exactly. Yeah. No going back to the way we were. Division 2 yeah. councillor Nicole Jonick has ruled out running for mayor after a bit of speculation there a few weeks ago. And by my calculations, so far the only serious contender is David Martin to challenge Teresa Harding. Have you heard any other names come forward, Walt? No, I haven't heard any other names really being thrusted out there. And and when it comes to you know, credentials, Teresa's background's accountancy, correct? Management, uh, working at uh, the Management, RAF, yeah. uh, and I think she was working yeah. in data at the state government. Yeah, hmm. uh, whereas uh, David's background is educational. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you have general managers in place in council anyway to look after the minutiae, don't you? So, you, as mayor, you don't really need to be a management specialist. You need to be oh, a people I, specialist. I disagree with that one. <laughs> you need to be a people I specialist. Disagree. One of the things that's happened, I believe, is we've got rid of the amateurs. We started mm. to get some, like we were talking about before, where they've changed the way that things are dealing with in council. We've got some pros in there at the moment who are bringing in things the way they're supposed to be. I Look, David's a nice guy, but I think he takes us back to um, personality uh, politics, which I don't think we need anymore. And like, mm. like I asked can, he, can he step ago, up to the next level? I don't That's know. I asked, ask I asked him whether, whether he wants to put forward his policies, and he just hasn't. He just wants to you know, shake hands, kiss babies, and put out press releases on Facebook. Well, there's yeah. one thing he has come out uh, this week. He's certainly made his feelings felt uh, and mm-hmm. his views known on the uh, Nicholas Street redevelopment. He says council should have sold the building where the cinemas are going to be built and put high-rise there. But uh, conversely, I hear that the market wasn't interested no one would buy it anyway as a mm. as a as a derelict site. So, well, one of the, what do you do? One of the things about bullet, having a backseat run at things like that without having the information there, it's, it's easy to put out a press release that looks good and sounds good. But once you once you get the facts and figures, right? A lot of people knocked what they did previously with that. But if you actually have a look, we've, we're, I think we're into profit, aren't we? I'm not sure Everybody what the numbers we are. Gonna, we, we were going to lose seventy million dollars or something. Now, like seventy million dollars in the Gold Coast is a small hole. You know, here that I think they kept it's it's an asset for the city, and we need to start keeping some assets here. That money you're talking about there, Ash, was a, a trading loss at a particular point in time. Now there's been a lot of redevelopment. We know values have certainly gone through the roof, especially with the <coughs> uh, the second sale of the Icon Building uh, recently. That mm. uh, that went for a, an eye-watering price. So you would hope that this commercial property that council is developing will increase in value once it's tenanted and will mm. recoup uh, what it cost and more. It, it's just a matter of time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably right. We've got to change the way we do things in running cities anyway. We've got to start, you know, compressing down the way people live. The, the days of large blocks um, have gone. We've got to start filling in those little holes around Ipswich and getting more people in here per square kilometre so that we can get a return on our investment, a return on the land so that the thing pays for itself. Otherwise, it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. I've said that before. And the environmentalists would be on your side there too, Ash. Mm-hmm. Stop knocking down the trees. A lot of the sites being developed already have the trees gone and there was previously farming land. Uh, let's move on. It's okay, it's okay to knock down the Chinese elm, though. Just, just before we do move on, talking about you know, pros and cons of what government's doing locally at the moment, uh, there's actually a Facebook page that's been formed by uh, Amelia Murphan called It's About Time to Fix River Heart Parklands. And, Saw that. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, at least, uh, you know, she's having a crack at it. I've actually had a, a contact from Rob Mallard at Ipswich um, Tribune wants me to have a chat to him about this as well. So we can look forward to seeing your comments in the Ipswich Tribune. Yes. But isn't it an interesting thing that people think these days that social media is the way to get things done? Mm. And if you're a member of Twitter, you'd realise that does not work. Twitter of, of X. <laughs> yeah, like it's just sure you can get angry and you can have your say, but when people get on Facebook and think I'm doing something for it, no, you're not. You're just having a bitch. If you want to do something, get elected, get in there, have you a know, go, have a go. Yeah. But at least, at least she's raising awareness about the problem. You know, we know there's a problem. It's just a money thing. We've got to spread it around. You know. Yeah. Now, David Martin has certainly made his views known, as I've said, uh, but four new leases were approved by council this month for the Nicholas Street Precinct. I don't know whether that's coincidental or just the aligning of stars, but that has to be good news. Unfortunately, we don't know who they are yet until they sign on the dotted line. But what's mm. missing from the mix there in the in the Ipswich CBD in the Nicholas Street Precinct? What's missing, Ash? But to tell you the truth, I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. It's it, Everybody who goes down there loves it. I, I know that place that does the, what do they call those wonton type things? Yeah, that dumpling place. Oh, that's yeah. it, that dumpling place, a good name for a shop. That dumpling place is really popular, right? It's, it's got to grow. It will grow slowly. But if you start mm. looking, it's not just the mall that's working. If you start uh, driving down Brisbane Street at the moment, you'll see that there's a barber gone in. Yes. Right near Strictly Coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, Merlot have put a coffee shop in, right? So there's now another good coffee shop in the main street. And I noticed they're starting to do up a few of the other shops. So we're probably going to get more happening in the main street just because of what's happening in the mall. Let's uh, mention a couple of other great coffee shops. Uh, Gareth's Shop. Uh, there in the top of town is very good. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Dancing yeah. Bean is also very good. So yeah, there's so plenty got of choice. Exactly, and it's starting to come together. And I, I don't throw a spanner in the works by saying we should have flogged it off. Keep it going the way it is. They're doing a good job. It, it, it looks like that area is starting to come back to life again, which is great to see. I, I, one thing I'd like to see added on that leasing list would be maybe a games hub. And I don't know if that is happening already or not, but that would be good for young families to get in. Yeah. One that's, you know, like the that's one that's well, Riverlink. Yes, it might be one of the uh, secret leases. We don't know who they are yet, but mm. there seems to be some progress. Walter, I want to put the spotlight on you because your movie reviews that you put online are gaining traction and mm. I love it. What so Walt so is good. watching. Oh, now, it's commendable and you're supporting the local cinemas, but I can't remember exactly. the last time I went to a cinema. Ha apart from the Barbie movie <laughs> and, and, and Oppenheimer, which I've heard of, are the, are the people st still going to movies? Well, if you've seen the movie Barbie, you know there's only one Ellen doll was ever made. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> once they broke the mould, that was it. <laughs> but on this serious note, movies I've seen recently and what, what Walt's watching, The Haunting in Venice for Agatha Christie fans, if you love that, uh, with Kenneth Branagh at the helm. That's the third one in that series. And uh, even I caught up with, but it wasn't local, I had to go to Palace um, at uh, Petrie Terrace to see Ego, the Michael Gadinsky story, which you guys and anyone oh, who's a music yes. fan yes. Oh, yeah. has to track down because this is the... 
the period, us, us old broken down radio jocks here, mm. covered from the 70s onwards. And it's fantastic. You'll really enjoy this. And there's there's so many people that you know on the screens, you've interviewed, you've partied with, whatever. And it's a great story about Gadinsky's life. He's no angel. And it's all there for everyone to see. But I think the biggest problem facing cinema at the moment is the Hollywood uh, strike. Um, yes. Because a number of new releases aren't coming out because they aren't able to do the red carpet thing, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, but good you, news. I, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, did you do, did I see you did The Nun 2? Yes, I saw The Nun 2. Uh, is that scary? If you're a kid, if you're a child. <laughs> well, that means it scared the crap out of me then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But, but that that in that review I did and another one uh, for Ego actually were featured on IMDb recently. So thank you, IMDb, oh, for well that. Done. Well done. Yeah, which is nice. So on average, Walter, you're seeing how many movies a week? I see at least one movie a week because I'm what they call a prolific reviewer. Well, congratulations on them. Keep them coming. I think we all enjoy them. Thank you, now, from, appreciate that. from movies to sport, it's a smooth transition if you say it quickly. The Ipswich Sports Awards has grown in stature over recent years and a, a big congratulations to Council for keeping this going. A big list of finalists released in the last few days across eight categories. What do you reckon, Ash? You're the sport... Oh, no, you're not the sports fan, but what do you reckon no, anyway? I've got, no, I've got no idea, but anybody who can get awarded for sport must be doing something right. Right, you know exactly. You know, I'm not. I used to have to go and sit outside. My son um, was at the what do you call it Institute of Sport down at um, uh, the QE2. I used to go and sit outside that place for 45 minutes a day. That's the exercise I got waiting for him to do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, as close as I ever got. Yeah. Well, do you want to run through the categories? They're pretty good. Yeah, some great categories here for the uh, 2023 Ipswich Sports Awards. We'll start off with uh, Coach of the Year. Quite a few entries in that one. Um, volunteer of the Year, and this is important too. We have so many volunteers who, who just aren't recognised unless awards like this come along. Team of the Year, and that's everything from the Ipswich Jets netball team to uh, some basketballers. Uh, Official of the Year, Sports Organisation of the Year, the Masters Sports Person of the Year. Now, that's a big one. And the Junior Sports Person of the Year. That's a list as long as my arm. So there's lots of good talent coming through the ranks. And finally, Senior Sports Person of the Year, which is terrific. It's great to acknowledge all those people. And uh, the list of uh, finalists is available in the show notes. And the winners for the 2023 Ipswich Sports Awards will be announced at a special ceremony on Thursday, November 2 at Ipswich Civic Centre. Let's leap to reminiscing and sad news last weekend with the passing of Joy Chambers, aged 76. What are your memories of Joy Chambers, Ash? Can I name drop? Yeah, go on. Can I, huh? Can I? Go on. You know you want to. I know I want to. Okay. What happened was, (laughs) this is true. Um, I worked for Grundy um, media, which is uh, Reg Grundy's, her husband's yes. media company. Yes. And I was down in Brisbane on a bit of a holiday and I bumped into our old mayor, Paul Pasali. Mm-hmm. I said, what you doing? He said, oh, I've got to go on, um, you know, meet um, Joy and and uh, Reg on their boat. He said, but I've got too much on. Would you stand in for me? I said, you're kidding? Have you seen their boat? Like this thing's worth gazillions. So here I go. 
Penny and I onto uh, hobnobbing it, all the lobster and all that sort of stuff, and they gave me a little cat with Bodicea on it, and uh, that was the last time I saw Joy. And even then, she looked beautiful. She was a lovely lady, really mm. was. Great story. My memories of Joy Chambers, uh, apart from her <clears throat> more recent involvement in the Ipswich Poetry Feast as uh, a patron and physically and dollar-wise supporting uh, the Poetry Feast through, a, through mm. a number of years there, run by the Ipswich Library, but back in the 60s, and this hasn't been covered very much in the media because maybe people don't remember, but on Channel 9, which is, of course, where she was working and, and met Reg, she was a panellist on a TV show called I've Got a Secret, hosted by Don Seckham, and it was made at QDQ9, oh, yeah. and it was one of the first programs that was syndicated to the regional TV stations. And uh, as a kid, I, I have great memories of watching that show. Ash? Do you remember who was on it? Uh, Don Seckham, Ron Cady, Babette Stevens, and Joy Chambers. Oh, That's you are. Right. Do I get 100%? Yes. You do. Yes. <laughs> Very good. And no yeah. notes either. No notes, gentlemen. Oh, I saw that. No Googling required. <laughs> and Even though Alan does Google himself regularly. Yeah, what about uh, your memories of Joy? Walt? Well, yeah, I mean, I remember those days too. Of course, I was a lot younger than you. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, Not much. But, but also remember from uh, her acting career and the restless years and the young doctors and, uh, of course, uh, in Neighbours. And so she really did land on effect when she married Bridge because, I mean, you just suddenly your lifestyle changes completely from being a... Actress who might get work occasionally. Mm -hmm. She was an amazing lady. Did bump into her a couple of times at Channel Nine when I worked there too. So she's a lovely lady. And uh, yeah, yes, Reg was what Reg Reg when Reg passed away, he had nine hundred million or something, or some some ridiculous amount of money, some incredible amount of money. Um, but mm -hmm. he, uh, you know, he just kept on persevering, starting off with those little game shows. In, in mm. I think he had to come to Brisbane to kickstart the business too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Sydney, yeah, Sydney didn't want to know. Yeah, Hugh, I think you gave him a bit of a break, didn't he, Hugh Cornish? I think Hugh Cornish oh. must have been involved. Well, gentlemen, let's wrap it up there. It's been another great yarn over the back fence. Look forward to catching up with you next month. Thanks, Ash. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Walter. Mate, it's great to be anywhere at our age. That's it for this yarn. A reminder to look for handy links in the show notes, including to the Ipswich Sports Awards finalists. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.